What's up and welcome to Difficulty Class, a podcast about all things Dungeons and Dragons and kind of Monster of the Week now too. Uh, and with me this week are, oh god, I fucked that up, didn't I? A I fucked bit. up because I did my own thing. All right, so I'm going to do it <laughs> over again. Uh, what's up and welcome to Difficulty Class, a podcast about all things Dungeons and Dragons. I'm one of your hosts, Trevor Bettis, and with me this week is all of the players of Witchwood. Yay! Yay. Hello. <laughs> wow, you... Tara and Allie harmonized. <laughs> that was weird for my ears. <laughs> but hey, uh, we just finished recording the last episode of Witchwood. This is going to be going up a few days after the finale goes up. Uh, so if you are hearing this and not the finale, go listen to that now because mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of spoilers probably. <laughs> yes. <laughs> really fun. So you should listen to it. Yeah, um, so we thought it would be kind of a fun thing to do, uh, kind of doing like a, 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 a epilogue, I don't know, like an after-session talk, um, which I can't think of as a fun thing to do, even if you're just finishing a campaign yeah, uh, yeah. in D&D, like having that kind of that... The cool-down. A cool-down with everyone afterwards. The aftercare. Is, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a great thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we should just kind of dive into it. What did you guys think of Monster of the Week? It was a fun uh, RPG to play in, mm-hmm. personally. Like I thought it was actually uh, pretty easy to dive into. Um, it, my favorite thing, funny enough, probably out of all this, was how streamlined the character creation process was and how much it mm-hmm. just worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I have to say, the character creation, so episode zero of this and you you are miss character creation like, yeah no, you, this... you, you are mrs bettis and miss character creation <laughs> <laughs> well, i have two surnames i love it um but no the character creation on this okay then if i get to do that <laughs> that's my name uh the character creation in this was very streamlined um i really liked that we all had to kind of work together mm-hmm. in order to flesh out the characters and in order to start playing we needed to be together to do this so it wasn't um that way we were all at the same point of okay this is who we are Mm -hmm. this is who we are as a group if there's one thing i would want to steal to put into DD, it's the histories oh my god i was literally just about to talk about that because what a fucking awesome thing just last night we were going over some new characters for like a possible new little campaign and it was like Okay, cool. I know who all of your characters are individually and how you came to be, but how the fuck do you know each other? Yeah. And so it's like that kind of leaned onto me where I like have to realize I got to figure out something here. And it's like, ah, oh, if only I had something like the history thing from Monster of the Week. Yeah. I literally had yeah. that thought last night when we were making <laughs> D&D. Perfect. <laughs> I, would, I would almost say you could probably take a couple of like the histories from different classes in for monster of the week and, and they're pretty vague they yeah. are they're vague enough but they work together obviously like yeah where we all had like this inner twining thing of like yeah no each pl- each player like each class kind of has a thing of they're your best friend yeah this is a family member this is this they, they like, play this to the someone. tropes yeah, yeah. and I, you, but you I... could almost take the history blocks from classes from you know playbooks and put them plug them into character classes because there's there's more than what we were just playing here with because we have the core ones in the book but they actually released more playbooks online that we Ooh. didn't even get into yeah yeah because I, I wanted to kind of minimize the, the, the searching through <laughs> i do Good think call. though that's kind of like one of the big differences in uh like monster of the week versus like just standard D is it is 
a predetermined like you've been a group before like that's how the game's played it's not oh yeah you're a bunch of adventurers meeting in a tavern kind of deal so like the fact that it is supposed to be like these episodes every week of it it does take more of that like television show kind of like this Mm -hmm. is the party kind of thing this is the group of people they have had predetermined things that is shown on camera that happened before the series. Like I think, yeah. just like, that kind of it, it is. Look it's definitely it. skipping like the pilot episode where Mulder and Scully meet for the first time. Yeah, yeah. which I think is okay. But you could totally, I think you totally could do Monster of the Week without the history parts and you guys playing through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what the concept of Monster of the Week is. It's those filler mm-hmm. episodes after the characters have been established. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I, and if any of you feel like a cinema sins, unfortunately, where <laughs> you think the episode where we exit, where I accidentally hurt <laughs> Nacho, <laughs> and they go through hell to help me and almost die in hell, if you think that was more interesting, please let us know, and we might try to play that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I really enjoyed the system. Like all like character creation was really, it's really well done, really streamlined, and. I feel like the game is also just really easy to jump in because, like, I know um, with some people, like, getting the D&D, you have all these mechanics you have to worry about. For this, you have mechanics, but they're, like, attributed to what you want to do. You say what you want to do, and then you could do this for the move after. So it's really easy mm-hmm. to jump in if you just yeah. want to do yeah. something like it, It's more of being like, I want to do this, which move best represents that. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, th- I think it kind of makes it more on the keeper needs to know the rules. Because yeah. the player doesn't need to know what they're doing and just describe they, what they I, I want to do. I feel like they need to, to know what, what their character's doing, like with Tara's big whammy. Yeah. Um, me think I've, you know, was playing it. I'm like, oh, she means big magic. I'm like, oh, no, that's a thing that's on her that's character. Her she, thing, that's her yeah. thing, yeah. yeah. That's her personal move. Yeah. And, like, something that I really enjoyed about the mechanics about it, because you were saying, like, it's less, uh, me- more mechanical. It's less mechanical than 5e. It's like, 5e mm-hmm. is already barely mechanical as it is. Yeah. And yeah. so exactly. it's like... But I like the level of it because it's more mechanical and straightforward than Fate, but it's mm. less than yes. 5e. So it's yeah. like that perfect yeah. in-between. It it really is. Um, I would love to play Fate on an episode at some point, but I, I almost feel like Fate doesn't lend that self, itself that well to... Uh, podcasting because you kind of have to see like the the aspects and everything but yeah no you're totally right this is a nice in between between uh the the you know how loose fate is with you know um setting and then how the mechanics come in on D D. yeah mm-hmm. so yeah no it definitely sits nicely right in there mm-hmm. yeah unlike fate i'm not as intimidated to play this because <laughs> i do feel like no i i honestly i feel intimidated by mm-hmm. fate just because it's very reliant on it's too um, open-ended yeah it's way (laughs) too open-ended there's not enough things that kind of give you a push of you could do this like there's so many things where you're where it's dependent on the players Mm -hmm. and then the dm to or the the person the dungeon keeper at that point to throw the 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 screws in yeah like well like and i will say from a dm standpoint um, this one is so far and away from D and D and Fate because I rolled dice once, and that was for me to decide what Terry would do. It wasn't even <laughs> like, a game thing; it was just you it wasn't yeah. flipping a, a coin. That was yeah, that was me flipping a coin with <laughs> you know even an odd. Um, so 
yeah, like I like they straight up say in the book, like you are the keeper. You do not roll dice. Yeah, yeah. you don't do you don't do anything but react to what they're doing, mm-hmm. and. That was a really interesting experience. Yeah, I think I, I think you did an amazing job. Yeah. I think everyone had the right reaction to well, what it, it was it, we were doing in the world. It struck me in the right way because uh, it's not the only game that does that where the the DM doesn't do anything. Uh, Numenera is like that. In yeah. Numenera, you do not the the person running the game does not ever roll dice. But the way that it was explained to me, I'm like that doesn't sound fun to me because <laughs> um, it sounded much more just like it hits you whereas in this one there's rules for it was just like yeah i don't control when the the bad thing hits you it's you defending yourself and then getting hit by defending yourself i describe the situation of what it's about to do and then you tell me how you want to respond to it and then we figure out how you get damaged yeah mm-hmm. which was a much smoother way of doing it um i i actually did really enjoy not having to you know think about it's like all right who's it going to attack now <laughs> who's it what where is it going to move it was all just an answer to what you all were giving me. Yeah, it was yeah. kind of just action and response, like not mechanically, yeah. but like there was an action being called out and then you responded to it and then there's a reaction to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I I loved all like the little mysteries. I have paragraphs and paragraphs of of things that happened during the game of us following the mystery of so- so I did. I did want to talk about that real quick with the 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 creation of this. Um, uh-huh. So Dusty asked me after we we got to play. Was like, was that from uh, the book or was that you? Th- this this was all me because uh, I am fucking insane and didn't want to go with a fully pre-written (laughs) when i think back i'm like you know i probably could have just done that there's a full mystery in that book yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) huh um but uh no i like i decided to sit down and work on this and i will say this book has some of the best dm help and I say DM because, you know, that's what we use for D&D, but you know what I mean. Like, it has some of the best DM help for creating an adventure or even a campaign mm-hmm. than I think I've seen in any book. I mean, I was kind of picking up on that when it was coming to the character creation process. Like, the wording they were using, like, just how they were written, everything was just so yeah. very yeah. straightforward. And it's like, if you don't understand something, it will be explained later. They were very forward about everything. And... Well, and, and, and like, one of the things that you know, Ali, you and I have said on the show before is we're not completely happy with the Dungeon Master's Guide. It's a really cool book that has some neat ideas yeah. and a lot of fucking magic items that are extremely important. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it doesn't really sit you down and be like, all right, buddy, here's how you do it. It's more of a reference book for when you have questions versus a this is how you run the game kind of book. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this one, it's like, all right, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> um it, it what one of my favorite uh sections is like right at the beginning of the the keeper section. It says before you uh before your first game read this. And it goes in depth to like here's the keeper's agenda and it's three bullet points. Make the world seem real, play to see what happens, make the hunters lives dangerous and scary. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then after that, it goes to the uh, the keeper principles, and what it has in here is just fantastic. Like put horror in everyday situations. Um, nothing is safe. Name everyone they meet. Uh, sometimes 
uh, give the hunters exactly what they earned rather than uh, what they wanted. Everything is a threat. That's just a couple of examples from it. Mm-hmm. And after that, it goes through talking about it's like, all right, here's, you know, we're going to build a quick mystery. And so it actually shows this person sitting down building a mystery and the thought process that they go through when doing it. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And then afterwards they go, okay, here's everything that we did. Here's why. Uh, it gives an example of the, the Mongolian deathworm attack, which is in a museum. <laughs> oh. And it goes through everything and it's like, here's the red herring. Ooh. Here's uh, uh, here's what the monster's doing while the hunters are investigating. Here is a tiny little detail that you probably skipped over, but is actually the ticking time clock on the adventure. Oh, okay. So it taught me all of these things. And and the the thing that kind of blew me away, though, is uh, is the after part where it goes through monsters, minions, bystanders, and locations. Th- I, I'm going to be honest, some of this, like, was a glass shattering moment for me of like, even as a writer of like, I might actually take some of the things in this, this section and use it when making characters for books. That's cool. Just so that I have a little information. So the, the monster was probably is obviously the most complex one of it where it's like, um, the monster needs the following details, description, type, supernatural powers, Attacks and armor. That armor never came into play because of Micah. Uh, uh, How much uh, harm it will take, any weaknesses it has, and custom moves uh, for its powers, which is optional. And then uh, it gives you a list of monster types. And what's great is it gives you a name, but then what the motivation is. Like, the devourer. Motivation to consume people. That's it. it. That's its whole motivation. (laughs) So, like, for um, this creature's uh, uh, type and motivation uh, was executioner uh, to uh, punish the guilty. So, that, like, everything I had it do, I had just those simple words in my head that led me down that. Because, like, normally when I write characters for books, I give them really long, overdrawn explanations (laughs) that I don't need to. Um... But the minions. So the minions, obviously, were Truman and Miller. Yeah. Um, I realized, I'm like, well, I kind of want something to throw them off and to, like, have some more spookiness in the town besides just the interloper. So I came with the idea of the the sheriffs interacting with the goo and everything. So, um... And it's great. That that worked totally because on Spencer's notes, there's a huge cover taking up like four lines worth in his notebook saying "cover up police." (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, yeah, my notes are weird. (laughs) uh, Like the minions is has a little bit less stuff in it, uh, but they also again have types. Their type was guardian motivation to bar away or protect something. Okay, so that was how they acted, and then. The the bystanders is the craziest because it's three things. And I got more information out of these than almost anything. The They need a name, a description, and a bystander type. Oh. So, like, let, let's let's take a look at... Let, I'm going to go click over here to Carrie. Or, not Carrie, Terry. <laughs> so, I gave him, uh, like, a paragraph and a half of description. And then type skeptic to deny supernatural explanations. <laughs> <laughs> So, and then, like, the locations is very similar where it's just, like, it, like you can actually give moves 
two locations. Oh, Neat. Okay. It, it it was a fascinating way to build it, and so like I have the my my Scrivener document set up with like folders for monsters and minions, victims, uh, main characters, side characters, um, Dreamland characters, and places, and they're all just I literally just put in name, description, type, and just filled them in as I went. It, cool. it was an it was a really fun way to do it. But the thing was about it that may turn people off to this. There was zero way I could prep for anything you could do <laughs> ever. I had to just build a town and then just let you play in it and see what happened. Like, it, literally, for the first session, all I planned for was they go into Witchwood and talk to Jessica. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying it's like That's D&D. It. But you have already. <laughs> no, no, because like D and D with certain groups. Like, like in D and D, I can at least be like, okay, then the the Storm King tells them this, and then I can be like, okay, well, this is the stuff that will happen after that. This is what they learn. I I can go into like kind of the direction you guys are going for the adventure. This one, I didn't know where you were going to investigate first. I didn't know who you were going to talk to. I, um, the morgue, for some reason, I never thought of building and built in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's also partially because, like, in a weird way, the mystery you've already written. So you already yeah. know who the victims are, who the bystanders yeah. are, who the monster is, what its motivation is. So in a way, you kind of have already prepped for that, where mm-hmm. you can react in real time. It, it uh it actually reminded me a lot of when I was DMing Star Wars because uh. this was before they blew up the expanded universe canon and I was just like I know a shitload about Star Wars I don't need to prep ever just sit down and tell me what you want to do right <laughs> so it kind of it kind of reminded me of that where I'm like I know everything that's going on in this town and if I don't I'll just make it up and <laughs> we'll just see what happens yeah and that's almost like I said it's like D and D because that's my take on D and D. Because I've kind of come to the realization in, like, this Faerun that I've kind of adapted to my canon, where it's like, if they ask what's going on, I can just make it up and say that that's what's happening, and that's what's happening yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I get that, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, uh, but it, it, it was it was a really fun one to build out, and I, I, I kind of, like, I put things into these descriptions that you guys never would have come across it. like i i have characters you guys never even met you never met chica or uh, i just combined their name chet and micah when, and i thought it was funny that i named a character and then you named him micah yeah um, <laughs> it, like like micah is a is a cosplayer uh uh chet is a jock that loves nerdy stuff like you there's you guys didn't even meet one of the potential victims yeah we didn't yeah yeah, yeah. I was yeah. About that. um like it it, it was it was fun just kind of having the sandbox and seeing what you all did and then just kind of building the sandbox around mm-hmm. you as you went. Mm-hmm. And I, also- I think that's that's perfect for this kind of game is it is all about reaction. Mm-hmm. It's what are you going to do as a keeper yeah. to react to what the players are doing. And so, yeah, like you do need to ad lib or you do need to like be comfortable with moving away from what you believe is mm-hmm. the set point. You yeah. can go, okay, no, you can talk to these people. One of the great ways to do it is to almost lock your players into a small town, yeah, like like Trevor did, um, where they have this this town to go through, and the big mystery is within this town. If they decide to 
drive outside of that town, why would they? <laughs> like, that makes no sense. Like, I we... actually did have information further out of which one, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> just in case we really threw you for one. Did uh, you know there's an observatory? There's an observatory. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, like, it's, it's those things where, like, this kind of game is one that can lend itself really easily to railroading your characters but without them ever feeling like they're yeah, yeah. like well, i guess sort of but i i, I it's I not know. it's not it's not a bad thing like yeah. not at all in a bad way like by entrapping not entrapping but like by putting your characters in a smaller this is show. oh well, yeah because like you know x files did the same thing like so many times they're like we're out in the middle of nowhere and so like yeah ignore, it, like our favorite episode is the one where they're in gated off suburbia um and like the whole episode takes place in their house and their neighbor's house that's the whole episode yeah, because that's the all they need to yeah, pay attention to i wouldn't to. call it that's railroading it. i would call it containment yeah 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i don't think railroading is the right word for it like it's yeah. it's, it's just containing the the focus yeah. of the of the mystery it's not an adventure it's a yeah. mystery yeah and even then that kind of is on the keeper because in the the book it even stated like they were trying to explain like what you can do on your turn and they're like oh the character says oh i want my character to like knock the monster out of the way and get in the car and the keeper's like all right so what are you trying to do here like what is your focus are you trying to get into the car and get away or are you trying to fight the monster mm -hmm. and the person's like oh right we're supposed to be fighting the monster i'm gonna go and try to kick its ass instead of <laughs> trying to get into the car so like in that way you can as the keeper like if your refocus, players are going yeah. off track, you can refocus Pivot them a them. little. Well, yeah. Well, one of the one of the things that they that they say in the the keeper part of it is that ticking time clock, which is why there was only one victim to begin with, and you guys slowly realizing, oh, there's going to be more. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that was my ticking time clock that I had two potential victims outside of the the first one. And that was what was, I felt like, motivating you guys to act quickly and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was it was brilliant. And speaking of, let's let's talk about the time it took to play this. Because, mm -hmm. like, sure, this took, <laughs> you, you listened to this over a few weeks now, but this really could be done in a full night. Yeah. This was, I think, uh, five and a half hours? The yeah. The first session was four hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at least. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we did it in about five and a half hours. I... I I will say that, yeah, you could totally do this in one night. Um, the making of this one mystery took me two weeks. So I do not think this is something that I would play often mm -hmm. or like do a regular game of. Um, I mean, there is ways that you can spread out the, the clues further along and everything like that. But like... Yeah. For me, piecing together a campaign that we ran regularly would be rough. Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. And especially because how the book states these episodes are supposed to be, or sessions are supposed to be, it's supposed to be like one mystery per session. And they're supposed to be around like three to four hours. Like this was technically kind of long for one of the sessions mm -hmm. lengths they suggest because they do look at, look at them like, episodes of a tv show like you're yeah. part of supernatural or something like that so the fact that it is supposed to be this week by week kind of 
game, I do see it being a little difficult to like run regularly because it's not like in D&D where you have these overarching you have these arcs, story arcs yeah. happening. So it's like I know this huge story arc that well, can be like five sessions at least. So to to be fair, I did do things that I I can't let myself ever not write a lot. Yeah. Um, Asked my sister who I sent a 2,800 word backstory for where her character had been for three months. Right. Um, <laughs> but like, so I actually do have things that were in this, uh, this mystery that if we did another one with these characters, I could expand on. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the whole thing too, is with this kind of game, it does lend itself to, it doesn't have to be the same keeper every week mm-hmm. because it is it yeah is, they, no that's they are true monsters that's of the true this is the kind of game where you could go to your friends and be like all right well we all kind of have an understanding of how dming works of how being a keeper would that's work. true you could, i mean hell on shows they don't have the same writers every week yeah, yeah exactly true. like yeah you don't need you don't need that um yeah so and that'll it, almost be kind of fun with doing the overarching thing like like one of the things that i dropped in this mystery was when tim failed a roll and his computer uh, went all weird, and there were the purple eyes there. That's a th- that's a thread that I left there for myself that could either have come up more during this session if he had failed a bunch on a computer or later. Mm-hmm. But if we changed, like, let's say Spencer ran the next one, then he's like, oh, well, Trevor did that thing there. I'm going to expand on it. I mean, just like they do in regular TV shows, too. Like, if you think Supernatural, classic, like, a whole season, even if they do the filler Monster of the Weeks, they're still like, oh, but don't forget, Dean's going to turn into a demon at some point. Or, I I mean, (laughs) take take, uh, uh, Christopher Ellickson's season of Doctor Who. Bad Wolf was in every episode. Every episode. So even though it was a filler episode, it still had a main connection to, like, the culminating finish line. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and because even then with um, my Connect the Dots ability i do have stuff like i can ask of like is this connected to a previous mystery or how does this mystery connect to the bigger picture so like it does leave room for that but the game itself like each session is kind of supposed to be more a contained contained one shot shot, yeah. yeah and that's and that's not a bad thing that's that kind of leans back to like if you if if this is something where players would want to play every week this is the kind of game where i would say cool everyone is a co-keeper yeah Yeah. like without without metagaming it play with just player knowledge I do imagine that leading to sessions where uh, one keeper does something and then a player just goes, fuck, I was going to do something with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really that, that would be such a thing. That, that would happen. actually be kind of fun to do. Yeah. Like, I think that would be, I think that'd yeah. be a neat way to run this, this type of game. Yeah. Like, I think this game more so than I would say like 5e or whatever really leads itself to collaborative storytelling. That's like yes. the whole thing. It's, it makes oh, yeah. it so easy well, like, to do that. After we after we made characters in session zero, I went shit. I have to add so much, <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay. Like yeah. it it's okay as I think as a DM or a keep or a keeper or whatever you're calling yourselves, mm-hmm. it's okay to have that oh shit moment. Like yeah. okay. Because for me, that's a cool panic. Mm-hmm. That, that's oh no no, I was excited <laughs> as hell. <laughs> that, yeah. that, Less cool panic, panic anxiety, more excitement. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's more like okay, cool. Now that I have these people's stories, 
we can play on this. We can figure out what we can do. I can figure out what I can do to play off of that fear or off of that power or, you know, what have you and have it be fun. Um, Again, this this entire campaign was really fun. I think the system itself works really well, really smoothly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, um, um, also, leading into the whole being each session an episode and leading into like this whole cult keeper thing, there is the end of session thing, which we did not do. No. So it, it, I, I think if we ever did pick up with this... If we ever did another session of this, that's where we would start. That would be our quote unquote session zero for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, we use the same characters. Yeah, because yeah. it, it, it has to do with like like leveling up and adding more abilities and like what effects this uh, mystery had on your characters and stuff like that. Yeah, it's it's fascinating because it just it it one it's kind of like a recap of like did we solve the mystery did we save someone that stuff but Mm -hmm. it's also like did we learn something about the world did we learn something about one of the hunters like was something like that expanded upon and like it's just it's so crazy that this system has all these things already integrated into it Mm -hmm. to further expand itself as a storytelling base yeah. Whereas... and, and from that and from those prerequisites, by the way, I think we hit three of them for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the last one, maybe not so much. Yeah, but we did hit we three conclude the current mystery? Yes. Did we save someone from certain death? Yes. <laughs> uh, did we learn something new and important about the world? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. Uh, did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? That one's that, that's sort of. that's really. one that's one where I'm like maybe not maybe not that way uh, because I think this this caravan of people know each other yeah. pretty well and kind of understand that. I did just realize there was something I could have had Daco do that would have probably shined a little more light into stuff. Um, <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, that's the other thing. Um, I put a shitload of references in here for no one but myself. Yeah. <laughs> there, is a, there is a bunch of Twin Peaks references. Uh, there's a bunch of my own references to my own stuff that no one's even ever read. <laughs> it's just that I saw what I did there, self-high five. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty much that. Like, uh, like I, I 100% based the personality of Daco on Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks, which is why I had him <laughs> obsessed with trees. And Daco is the first two letters of Dale and the first two letters of Cooper. So, <laughs> nice. Yeah, like I, I, I definitely had fun with doing crap like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, I think we liked it. Yeah, yeah, I would. Def- yeah, I don't know if you guys do recommendations, but I would definitely recommend oh, yeah, this yeah. for a very um, imaginative group mm-hmm, of players, yeah. like people who do like role play, people yes. who actually like to do that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, if you're the the number crunchy, like if Pathfinder First Edition is your fucking jam, I don't know if this one's gonna be your jam. Yeah, but yeah. like, um, but hey, Dusty, you and I did a we we fulfilled our our New Year's resolution. Yeah, yeah, of sure. playing Monster <laughs> of the Week. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, um, you know, some some kind of resolution came out of 2020. Yeah, there uh, <laughs> something good. I mean, yeah, I, like I I personally would definitely recommend it because like I'm a huge proponent of just feeling like a hero and badass, and this game is literally built to have you feel like that. Unless you play mm-hmm. the mundane, don't don't choose that one if you <laughs> yeah. want to feel like a hero. Oh, I disagree. I 100 percent think I, fucking Xander was a mundane and Buffy. Damn, like, I 100 percent really? think you have fun as a mundane. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you could have fun. I don't think you would feel like the badass hero of like well, whipping a know, monster. Like, I feel like any any like 
any victory that you have in this game as a mundane is like, holy shit, I did it. Yeah, did true. It. Like Harry's- it's almost even bigger. Like if you punched a monster and you de- dealt a harm, you're like. Oh, <laughs> like Terry's going home tonight and he's just going to be like blazed out of his fucking mind. But he's going to be like, I helped kill something. Yeah. No, he's going to sc- get to school tomorrow. And she'll be like, yo, I fucking took uh, Deputy Truman down to the ground. And they're like, no, you didn't. That never happened. <laughs> they see Truman at some point. He's like, hey, remember that time I kicked your ass? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I do. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for for that sake alone, I I would recommend it because like I just yeah. I love that feeling. Like you mentioned it in the middle of the episode, escapism, right? Yeah. <laughs> like this is an ultimate version of that. Like you're you're not you're not just this normal person unless you choose to be. But you do extraordinary yeah. things, mm-hmm. and you're gonna save someone's life most likely, whether Hopefully. it be another hunter's or a, <laughs> a random bypass. Like it's gonna be great. Yeah. 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 Yeah, no. I I I fully I enjoy it. I would play it again with some more prep time, but yeah, I, w- I would 100% <laughs> play this game again. Yeah, no. I this this is really fun. This is exactly like I was really glad that it was as fun as like that I was going to be when I wanted to play this game. Um, yes. No, that's 100%. You and I had been talking about playing this game for like a year. Yeah, for a long time since you got the book and yeah. like I actually got the book shortly before we even started talking about this. Yeah. So, I, yeah. Uh, anybody else have any closing thoughts i will say that while it is extremely fun to play it is like you kind of mentioned it's a different itch compared to like dnd it it definitely while it feels that tabletop role play it it still feels very different like i wasn't rolling a lot of dice unless i was Mm -hmm. doing something directly like so like you were saying with like Pathfinder, if you that's your thing, this is a very different game, but it still is extremely fun narratively. And mm-hmm. like if you're into that mystery horror, it's a good choice. Oh yeah. Um Trevor, you mentioned that you got the book a while ago. Can you find this online or um, yeah, so yes. you can get I'm gonna actually just gonna go check Amazon real quick to see. You know, Amazon's kinda interesting right now with uh yeah. sending out stuff uh but you can get it uh online you can get it as a pdf uh uh evil hat games is the one that puts it out um yeah. and you can get pdfs uh of you can get, i actually think you can get a free like tryout version of it cool yeah, there's a um so yeah the, the book is thing. on amazon uh it is 20 bucks uh normally as, 25 as of recording yeah, yeah, as of recording. Uh, there is also an expansion that I haven't actually gotten to read yet, though Dusty sent Ooh. me a copy of it, uh, which is Monster of the Week, uh, Tome of Mysteries. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, that one is 22 bucks. I think it's also normally 25 uh, The other thing that I do kind of like about it is that it is, um, it's printed like a book. Oh. Like a book you'd go get at Barnes & Noble. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm going to read a novel. It's printed like that. And nice. It is slightly annoying because at one point I was trying to sit there with my laptop with a page open and like trying to balance and get the thing. But it, it's still a kind of, it's an enjoying thing to thumb through. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to do it for this little bonus episode. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, if uh, you have any thoughts or questions about Monster of the Week, send them into difficultyclass at gmail.com. We might talk about them on a future episode once we're done with Season of Games. Or we might just email you back directly and have a nice little conversation. Um, if you want to keep up with the show, you can do so on Twitter at Difficulty Class or on Instagram at Difficulty Podcast. And uh, so, yeah, until next week, uh, don't get killed because this is a bonus episode, so we don't got to do that. Yeah. Thank you.